0: Today's post-game wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at Martin Vintage, martinvintage.com, where you can get retro-styled Purdue t-shirts from a Purdue family, martinvintage.com. Of course, you can go over to our friends gridironmetalworks.com, get a custom grill grate or another houseware uh, in made with the highest quality and standards in mind. That is gridironmetalworks.com. And of course, when you're on campus, when you're in God's country, head over to AJ's, get a pint, and our favorite burger, eatajs.com. Well, Purdue played another veteran-laden team, just like Rutgers. Another ranked team, just like Rutgers. And Purdue came up short yet again. They kind of doomed themselves, honestly, in the first half when they dug themselves a hole, uh, also just like Rutgers. This time they fought back, uh, took the lead in the second half, and looked like they were going to uh, maybe maybe pull the game out with about 10 minutes left, and then Illinois, just kind of in a workmanlike fashion, chipped away at Purdue's small lead before succumbing to the bigger, stronger, more athletic fight in the line. I... Uh, Purdue is showing fight. They are showing progress. Uh, tonight they had either a 16-0 or a 19-0 run. I can't get that uh, that answer, If which one it was. Um, and they still found a way to lose. But the reason they did that is they also had a run on the other side. I think Illinois had a 17-0 run. And just so much energy is uh, put out, it seems like, when Purdue's trying to get themselves back in these games. And then they run out of gas at the end of this, these games when they play good teams. Some of the similar problems we've seen over and over the season reared their head again. Um, Purdue's defense had trouble tonight, not as much as they did versus Rutgers guarding the three, but um, they obviously had uh, times in the game in which they just weren't doing uh, enough to stop Illinois. Sure, Illinois has some great players. Frazier is always trouble for Purdue. Um, And then you have DeSumo and, of course, Cockburn, who are uh, just – they're pros. They're, They're legit great players. Uh, Cockburn uh, really kept Williams in check for much of the first half and parts of the second half. He's just so big and strong. He's also good at controlling himself, keeps his hands very vertical, and he's immovable, quite honestly. Williams didn't seem to know how to figure him out, and uh, that was a problem for Purdue. Williams did finish with 14 points and 8 rebounds, so he's off of his double-double streak. But uh, fourteen and eight's not so bad. Just he didn't shoot the ball exceptionally well. He was he was fifty percent from the field, and the main reason was because of Cockburn's great great defense. Brandon Newman also had fourteen points, five boards, um, and uh, he was pretty much keeping Purdue in the game, especially in the first half when they were falling behind. One of the things that's really tough to watch is. Eric Hunter uh, once again struggled, and this was much worse than the Rutgers game. I think in the Rutgers game he had in the game with nine points, but he had a flourish at the end that made it seem like he contributed more. Tonight he finished with zero points, just four rebounds. Uh, he did have four assists, uh, but he also had three turnovers. Turnovers were a bit of a problem; nothing major. Um, Fort, Purdue ended up with 14, fourteen turnovers. I think Hunter, or pardon me, Painter always wants him to end with under ten. Um, They didn't do that, but it wasn't a glaring weakness or a glaring problem. It just was a minor problem, and it seems like when they needed buckets at the end, they had a couple key turnovers. The final score was 66 to 58. Illinois, of course, is 15th in the nation. They're one of the most talented teams, I think, in the Big Ten. I'm a little bit surprised they have three losses so far, honestly. Uh, But uh, I think the cream will rise, and that they'll be uh, in contention for the Big Ten title at the end of the season. But Purdue really struggles against these veteran teams. They just don't know how to um, steadily play, and especially at the end of games, those really good veteran-laden teams know how to finish games, and Purdue does not know how to do it. I think the bigger problem than finishing games, though, is simply having a junior class that doesn't lead either in the box score nor in reality— Eric Hunter has to play better. There's no other way around it. Purdue needs Hunter to play better. As these young guys figure the game out and they figure each other out, they have to have Eric Hunter rising to the occasion. He simply hasn't been doing it the last few games especially. When I looked at this season, I thought, okay, obviously Trey Williams is going to be solid, um, and he has been, even in his bad games. This wasn't a great game. He finishes with 14 points and 8 rebounds. But Hunter having 0 points is something this team can't overcome. One thing is really positive out of that class Aaron Wheeler had six points, had a couple three pointers, which were good to see, a few rebounds. He played some more minutes. I think he uh, had close to 20 minutes of play. Um, Ivy didn't play as much because of Wheeler's solid play. I mean, Wheeler didn't play exemplary, but he played solid, which I think as Purdue fans, we would love to see that consistently night in, night out. Stefanovic uh, shot uh, 50% from the floor, uh, went three for five from three. Uh, That's a solid game. He just doesn't look for his shot as much as I'd like. Kind of lets lets the game come to him, which isn't a bad thing. Edie had seven points and four boards and looked okay at times, but also was confused by uh, Cockburn's ability just to to be a mountain of a man, which he is. Um, He's so big and strong. He moves well enough, and um, Purdue could not get through him. And often it seemed like there was poor recognition of the situation as Purdue would get deep in the lane and uh, Kofi Cochran was immovable. Um, it was pretty neat. Uh, Ayo DeSumo played kind of a quiet game, but he does what he does for Illinois, I, I always respect, and that is he doesn't seem to try to force things. When he forces things, he looks a bit out of control, um, and he hasn't really done that this season when I've watched Illinois. He had a solid game. Uh, Purdue doesn't hit, really have much of an answer for Illinois shooters and their guards, and they were just a very even team. But this is a game I think Purdue had a chance to win and let this one slip away. And they can't let these uh, games keep slipping away if they want to have a chance at the tournament at the end of the year. Obviously, they're in a tough stretch right now, Rutgers, then Illinois, then a, uh, a, a winnable game, to, to quote Scott Frost, against Nebraska. Then they'll play Michigan State, which is not the Michigan State that I think you expect this year. So now's the time to get them because they'll probably be better by the end of the season and then IU to end a very, very tough five-game stretch. Can they win two of these? I hope so. I think it's absolutely essential for them to win two to get to the NCAA tournament at the end of the year. Who knows if they'll be, be able to do it. Next up, like I said, it will be Nebraska, and uh, Purdue really needs to come away from that one with a W. Purdue falls to 7-5 and five on the season, loses to Illinois 66-58, and these young boilers, and even the juniors, Continue to play an up-and-down brand of basketball and frustrate the Boiler faithful quite a bit. That's it for us for tonight. Have a great day. God bless you. Hammer down. We'll talk to you soon.